and this is the good part of the story, because <laughs> I went from being very powerless in my life, feeling very overwhelmed, not sure of what I could ever do to make anything work in life. It just seemed like dismal. And uh, I just, I had a, I, I had a, just a dream, really, that, that I could have a home-based business, that I wouldn't have to go out to work, I wouldn't have to be a service rep for the phone company, which I'd been, or for the travel industry I worked for as well. It's all great, but you're making money, but you're, you know, somebody's dictating to you what to do, when to do it. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Struggle Creates Strength. Struggle Creates Strength is a mental health platform exemplifying that everyone has a story. I always say that no two stories are the same, but every story has the potential to help someone else. Now in today's episode, we are joined by 65-year-old Mary Summers. And Mary is spectacular. And I always feel like I say that with everyone that comes on the podcast, but it's, it's always true. And Mary was somebody that I was fortunate enough to meet when I was in Revelstoke. And she immediately opened up and proved that it's okay to speak up about your past struggles and it's okay to speak up about struggles in general. And she was such a great fit for the podcast. She like I said, immediately exemplified such great vulnerability, courage, strength. And honestly, I just, I can't thank her enough for coming on. Meeting her, being able to go to her house and film the podcast was spectacular. And her just showing exactly what she does on an everyday basis and how she rerouted her life. And me being able to step into that setting and see that firsthand was honestly, it was very heartwarming and, and touching and I'm just, I'm so grateful, so thankful to obviously be doing this and to be, have this platform, this podcast and to have these opportunities. Mary, Mary definitely helped prove how amazing this all is. And I just, I can't, I cannot thank her enough. I cannot say enough nice words about her but it's, it's a crazy life and I feel very fortunate and I know that everyone's gonna take something from Mary's story and from her podcast because it is, like I always say, spectacular and you can always take something from everyone's story and there's definitely a few more than a couple of things that you could take from her story. But I truly do hope that you enjoy this episode and I hope that you can also reach out to Mary and just Thank her for sharing her story and her life and allowing us all to see inside of it. So now, with all that said, here's Mary's story. Uh, the day you walked up to me at the Revelstoke Market was a serendipitous <laughs> occasion. I don't even know how it is that you happened to just approach me at my booth and tell me about uh, your podcast and uh, struggle creates strength and I knew right away I'd have a few things to say about that if you <laughs> wanted to talk with me so here we are and I also want to thank you for giving me someone quite a bit older than you but you've already honored me and shown me respect and I appreciate that of course thank you of course no absolutely and it hasn't been it hasn't been hard to show you much respect or, yeah. or give you the time of day you've been incredible in every which way and again like you said when i met you in revelstoke it was it was a very neat connection and i 
it was funny because that day when I went to Connection, to Connection, when I went to the farmer's market in Revelstoke, I went there with intention to meet somebody that was going to change my life in some form. And for a lot of people, they think that's difficult to do. But in reality, it's not very hard. All you have to do is, is learn something about someone because like I say with struggle creates strength, everyone has a story. And that day I was, I was proven right by myself just by having that conversation and approaching you. And even it was funny and honestly, it's, it's kind of fate because at that moment when I approached you, I was like, I have some questions for you in terms of stress. And because <laughs> you had this, you, you had all of your aromatherapy, aromatherapy stuff there. And yeah. that was obviously a great way to kickstart a conversation. And, and it really did create a very, an opportunity for vulnerable conversation. And obviously even now an opportunity to film a podcast, which is again, just insane. It's insane connection it meant to be <laughs> like you say. Absolutely. You, it's like the time I was out with my son, we were looking for, we, we took his bug bottle and we were going to start, you know, like looking for bugs. And, and when we couldn't find any, we decided to go to the blanket and sit still and we brought it to picnic. Well, the bugs came to us. <laughs> That's the way life should be, right? Mm -hmm. That organic, mm -hmm. that easy, ease and grace where you're not struggling. You don't have to, you know, make it difficult. Mm -hmm. It can be easier if we allow it. Absolutely. No, I, I totally agree with, with that. And even as I was telling you earlier, just about in my everyday life, what I've started to notice is the type of people that I'm attracting. And I, I told you about my um, my little like self dinner date, like going out for dinner and, and meeting a meeting like my waitress and just the story that she had. And I just I realized like it's not a fluke when you no. when that happens, like you're you're meant or you basically you meet people that possess very similar values and it's just the way that life goes and you, you become a lot more open to it and you realize it a lot more when you start to act in a certain way or start to possess certain values. And, and True. even for yourself, it was when we had that conversation in Revelstoke, I was like, <laughs> I was like okay, like this is just, it's not, it's really is not a fluke anymore. No, like when I saw you approach with the camera too, and uh, like I had been video blogging throughout the winter myself like I'm not usually comfortable in front of a camera mm -hmm. but because I've decided I have some things to say so mm -hmm. I've started talking to my own camera my own phone over the winter so I, I've become comfortable mm -hmm. and uh, I've discovered I have quite a bit to say so absolutely that's why I responded with an affirmative yes Lucas <laughs> I will participate in in a podcast and I was thinking the, the reason my intention is to, um, you know, I'm just thinking back to myself when I was younger and anyone who is struggling or, you know, kind of fumbling in the dark, trying to figure out what it is they should be doing, you know, and, and, they, and they feel like they should be further ahead in life or they should be doing something, you know, it should be outlined, it should be obvious, but it, it rarely is. Mm -hmm. And then we can start beating ourselves up and feel like, you know, we're missing the boat. So through this podcast, and, and I hope to help any of your audience or listeners to gain some strength in, in themselves, in, uh, in, in their inner knowing, in their inner guidance, 
and also like I will explain that I this this homegrown homemade business of mine I actually made a huge life change at the age of 40 mm -hmm. and so when I tell people this that come up to my my table like my booth at market <clears throat> I can just see them sort of go ah just sort of relax it's like oh well I'm a nurse now and I'm so stressed I know there's something more for me or something to do and I'm like you know just relax you know just don't feel so pressured mm -hmm. but I know even at 20 and 30 you know even at 20 I think that that saying fake it till you make it like you think well what do you know at, at 20 you think you know a lot <laughs> but really in my own personal mm -hmm. experience at 20, I, then I had graduated from university, and now I was on a path of like, okay, now I got to prove that I know what I'm doing. But really, I didn't know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. You want people to think you know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. May I just tell you what happened? Yes. Starting from about there, because you know my my childhood was was pretty ordinary. Like I'm 65 years old, so I was born in 1955, and for my age group, my upbringing was pretty standard. Um, you know, going to school, cheerleader in high school, singing in the church choir, getting good marks, having fun with my friends. Everything was going along tickety-boo. I wanted to become a teacher, and I also knew I wanted to be a mother one day. These are things like, you know, on the path of certainty, I, mm -hmm. I knew I wanted to be a mom. Um, of course, get married. So... So I went to university and I met my husband at Trent University in Peterborough, Ontario. And, you know, everything just seemed perfect. Um, we were, like, I'm born December 11, he's born December 22nd. We're both born in 1955, both taking geography, both uh, the same, you know, religion, um, education, socioeconomic, you know, everything just seemed to be like the end. Mm -hmm. I, me being the cheerleader, he was actually the quarterback of his football team from his school. Like we were really that classic. Yeah. We're going to hook up. We're yeah. going to, we're going to get married and life will be great. Right. Mm -hmm. The dream. And so we were doing everything everyone expected us to do. It felt like, and that's Well, anyway, so so 2021, 20, married in 77, so I was 21 going on 22, and, um, you know, worked away. Every paycheck went into the bank, saving for our first house, mm -hmm. right? Due diligence, doing, we were good kids, doing everything right. And uh, that was in Ottawa, moved to Thunder Bay, bought our first house in Regina. We were only 24. Wow. We were doing well. Mm -hmm. We were feeling pretty good about ourselves in life. And then we sold that house, and he became a stockbroker, and we moved to Edmonton. We bought a brand-new little house there, a little mm -hmm. house in the prairie kind of thing. <laughs> like, really flat with no trees, so <laughs> really like a prairie. And uh, I'll just say the shit hit the fan right about then in Edmonton because um, there was an energy crisis, so uh, the um, mortgage... The interest rate we were paying on that little house was about 18%, mm -hmm. which I mean, now it's down to like 1.9%. Here we are in 2021. So back in 1981, it was, we were, had to pay 17, 18% interest. 
Wow. On every doll. Yeah. Incredible. For young students. Okay. So, I mean, whatever. Young, young adults. So here we are. So the house we bought for about 87. Mortgage was 65. Hey, we had, we had 19 grand to put down on it. Like we were pretty darn proud of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And, uh, then this energy crisis happened in Alberta, being a, you know a primary industry province. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was it was really like all new to us, and uh, the housing market fell out. It just like there was a financial collapse all around us, basically. Mm -hmm. And the value of the house went below mortgage value. So the house was worth less than what we had bought. So we lost the whole 19 grand. Mm -hmm. So this was a shock, a complete shock to our systems. My husband was a financial planner, mm -hmm. stockbroker. Like talk about like a knife to the gut and twist it. Like we, we, we were, we were like, what? Whew. Well, we got out of there. We, we were like a, it was like a little ghost town in our cul-de-sac. My neighbor. <laughs> He's just driving out somewhere. He'll be he'll be CCR in it. Anyway, um, the value of the house like ours was about the eleventh house out of twenty homes on this little cul-de-sac. We were like a little ghost town. It mm -hmm. was very sad. It was the end of a dream. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. So that was our first the first the first struggle. Mm -hmm. Things weren't going like we thought they were going to. And uh, around the same time, we had our first baby, born in Edmonton. So then now we've got a baby. We were both working. We, we sold the house for a dollar back to the bank. That's what you were allowed to do to keep your, your credit rating. So that's what we did. So we lost everything, but we kept our credit rating for a buck. Mm -hmm. So we were only 28 and mm -hmm. we had already experienced all this. This was our second house, first baby. And uh, I just want to say also that in that time in Edmonton, I remember because I, I, I really fell. I really fell into what felt like, not sure, depression, uh, postpartum, um, you know, things that you know, when you have a baby, and I mean, men can't really understand until, you know, mm -hmm. like women go through this, all these hormonal changes. And I remember feeling like I felt so isolated and alone in Edmonton with no family around that at that point, I remember wishing I was living in a, a, a tribal community in Africa surrounded by a community, a tribe. Mm -hmm. The fact that we were in this big city in this nowhere land and, uh, and losing all our money was just so depressing. Mm -hmm. I was, it was very, very hard. I went from a happy cheerleader, happy with all my friends to someone who wasn't talking to anybody and dealing with a lot of personal stress. And so was my husband. So, mm -hmm. so we left Edmonton and, uh, my husband continued to be a stockbroker and this and that, but eventually, you know, we, we uh, carried on. We went to Calgary. We had baby number two. And then eventually we went back to Peterborough and had baby number three. So now we're, we're parents of three children. And we're basically feeling like we're coming back home. 
where we started in university mm -hmm. with our tail between our legs. Like we just were so despondent having to start all over. But we were doing it. We were doing it. So now we have the three babies. Well, now I realize that my hormones are really playing a number on me because I couldn't control the way I felt. So again, like I say, a lot of men can't understand the hormonal effect that mm -hmm. women experience. But from the year my son was born, 1987, till the time I had a hysterectomy in 1992, mm -hmm. I was put on I had to go for counseling to make sure it wasn't depression. I had to chart to make sure my my moods were um, associated with my menstrual cycle, that there was something to do with my ovaries, and this was all proven. But I'll tell you, I was in, in throughout that, those four years, I was put on medication to suppress my ovaries, which was called Depo-Provera, which mm -hmm. is a drug that they treat criminals, men, of sexual crimes, I find out, they're giving me to shut down my ovaries. I'm like, I'm just a new mom. <laughs> like, I mean, really? <laughs> I felt like I was being punished. I'm gaining weight. I got short, short curly hair. I'm going to church trying to be a good mom. I'm looking awful. Like, I mean, I'm really struggling, <laughs> trying mm -hmm. to be some sort of, trying to find some, some sense of normalcy. But it was a real struggle. And, mm -hmm. uh, but you know, it all culminated in, in them proving that, yes, it was hormonal, that I needed a hysterectomy. So by the age of 38, that happened. Then I have to recover from the hysterectomy. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But then things started leveling out for me. Instead of life going like this and like that, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. An even playing field. Like, I can... I can you know, because you really start to feel like you're going crazy. When you mm -hmm. can't control your mind, the way you're thinking and feeling, mm -hmm. this was hormonal. So this, this, this struggle was finally behind me, 1992. Mm -hmm. But, you know, ever since we lost that house in Edmonton, I've, I've got to say, um, I think personally and, and together, my, my husband and I at the time, like, we, we were broken. We, 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 we were broken. Mm -hmm. The financials, like the, the pain of it all, it just, it, it broke us. It broke us individually is what I'm trying to say and also in our relationship. It just, we never really talked about it. You just go on, you just cope. Mm -hmm. You can mope or you can cope, as my daughter says. And we, we chose to cope, but there was no counseling back then. That would be, that would, there was a stigma attached to that kind of thing. So you just, you just carried on. Hey, and you could have been a drinker, you could have gone, you know, you could have got sick. There's all these things that can happen if you don't protect your mental health and, mm -hmm. and your relationship and such. But anyway, so I, I, I realized looking back that, like, probably the last picture we had with our arms around each other just standing there was before the house, before we lost that house. I think it just did something, it just, it just broke us. It cracked mm -hmm. the marriage and, and ourselves and... Uh, but anyway, we, we basically started over in Ontario, and I was just stayed at home because, hey, after losing everything, all the money I'd ever, every paycheck went into the bank towards housing, to, you know, and mm -hmm. then it all disappeared. Well, you can be sure I was going to be 100% mum mm -hmm. with my children. 
and uh, so that caused more of a struggle for the two of us. But I mean, I, also I want to say, people my age back then, you have these definitive roles. Like all we had were our parents to role model ourselves mm -hmm. after, and my parents were married at seventeen and eighteen, and. They had their clear, dad went to work, mom did the housework. You know, it's this mm -hmm. very standard, you know, you mom cooked the meals, dad, you know, shoveled the driveway and cut the grass. And So, so my, I'll say, you know, he's my ex-husband, Rod, Rod and I, we, we but um, it, that, that was our life. Like, he, you know, he did his, the male things and I did the female thing. And I'm realizing, like, I have no anger or anything left about any of this situation mm -hmm. because... He's learned to cook. He's learned to, to nurture, you know, like, and, and I've learned to cut my own grass and fix my own vehicle and get the, the drill out and fix it. You know, it's like we both benefited mm -hmm. by having to um, explore both the feminine and the masculine side of, of life and what, what, what you can do. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, yeah, so so basically that's what I'm getting at. I mean, our, our marriage we it ended in ninety. I came, I I I came out here. I didn't know what I was going to do. I just knew I was very unhappy. And uh, that's why I say follow your own heart because I was trying to make everybody else happy. I was trying to do everything to make everybody else happy. And no, and I realized one day nobody was happy. Nobody was smiling. There was no joy. Nobody was. We weren't holding hands anymore. There was nothing. It was just... So um, when I came out here to BC to help my sister move in 1995, I fell in love with what I saw. <laughs> and in 96, she got married and I came back out here and that was the year I decided to move out here. But, you know, like when you say, okay, well, I've had this struggle, this struggle, this struggle. One, you know, I've been through divorce. I've been through this. I've been through that. But when you just say divorce, that is years Mm -hmm. getting there it's not just one day it happens it's like it's a lot of struggle mm -hmm. it's a lot of heartache but I'm not going to say it's failure because it's not it's a it's something it's a you know something it's a struggle it's a difficulty it's something it's a test it's something that causes you to grow mm -hmm. become a stronger person know yourself better as you as you go along well anyway when I got out here I took the next three years and uh, I started studying aromatherapy and this is the good part of the story because <laughs> I went from being very powerless in my life feeling very overwhelmed not sure of what I could ever do to make anything work in life it just seemed like dismal and uh I just, I had a, I, I had a, just a dream, really, that, that I could have a home-based business, that I wouldn't have to go out to work, I wouldn't have to be a service rep for the phone company, which I'd been, or for the travel industry I worked for as well. It's all great, but you're making money, but you're, you know, somebody's dictating to you what to do, when to do it. Mm -hmm. I had this dream that I could do something on my own terms, fueled by my own passion, and after I certified in 1999, I came back out here and I created this, this blend here for the mosquitoes because the mosquitoes were so bad. Well, this took off with peppermint 
lavender, mm -hmm. citronella, lemongrass. I mean, it works and it's a natural product. And also during those three years, I was uh, learning how to blend essential oils. I was learning, I was, I was studying um, the different essential oils, but also giving massage because it was the massage that I was given in 1990, like five or six, that changed my life. Like the, the, the aromatherapy massage I had was so life-changing, I knew I had to follow that course. Mm -hmm. and, excuse me, I just have to backtrack just a moment here. Mm -hmm. Life-changing, you know, like things can turn on a dime. All of a sudden, life can change. And for me, 1995-96, everything changed. And my girlfriend called me from Australia. We hadn't talked in two years. This was back when I was still unhappy and still still married. And she's like, Mary, you need aromatherapy. And I've never even heard the word before. I was like, what's that? Something about flowers and something mm. about essence. I'm like, mm, that sounds so nice, right? I was reading Celestine Prophecy at the time. And there was something in there about paying attention to signs. I thought, okay. The next morning, this book, little aromatherapy book, I'm not kidding. I'd never even heard the word. Now it's at the IGA checkout. There's that word. There's that book for 99 cents. I threw it in. Then I get home with the groceries and no word of a lie, there's a coupon in my mailbox for an aromatherapy massage, 10 bucks, 10 bucks off my first aromatherapy massage. Oh my gosh. All within 12 hours, I had three signs. Aromatherapy, I'm like, okay. I don't even know if I put the groceries away or if I called for that <laughs> massage first, right? And that massage changed my life because it just sent me to a, a different level of bliss and, and, mm -hmm. and it calmed me down. And, and that's where I started finding solutions for my life. When mm -hmm. I, The other book I was reading at the time was A Return to Love by Mary, Marianne Williamson. And I remember my husband and the kids went somewhere. I'm like, no, I'm not going to go wherever you're going. I'm going to sit here and read. I'm thinking, boy, is that ever, like, I'm, I'm not a rebellious person, but, oh, I'm going to do something different. I'm just going to sit here and read this book. And when I opened it up, the first word that I read was relax. I'm like, what? I'm doing, I'm sitting here in a lounge, lounge chair and I'm relaxing. The sun was just setting. I thought, a return to love. Just relax. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> right? I was so moved by all this in 95, 96. There were so many things going on that way. The other one was Tony Robbins, Personal Power, mm. Design Your Life. And, and, mm -hmm. and I did little worksheets every day. Like, what is it I really want to do? Hmm. I just had to start thinking outside the box or get back to what was really the core of me. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and along that note i want to say that when it comes to healing because healing is a word we use now we didn't 20 years ago on a healing journey it generally means that you're removing layers like an onion to get to the core of who you are you don't have to add anything mm -hmm. it usually means you have to remove stuff that's what healing natural healing is just getting to the core the essence of who you are where you're natural and happy and vital and everything, everything's, you know, 
working well mm -hmm. in, in, a, in an optimum life, which I feel I've come to, it took a long time. Mm -hmm. it took a long time. So, so this is the culmination. So as I studied aromatherapy, the word marigold jumped off the, the page and marigold calendula. I'm like, well, my name's Mary, marigold. Hmm. Mm. I was thinking, hmm. And it says it's, it's uh, expensive and hard to find. I'm like, hmm, I wonder why that is. Maybe I could do something about that. <laughs> Opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I was just, I was, and it's skin. It's, it's got all these benefits for skin. It's, 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 you know, safe for babies, but it's good for any kind of skin condition. I'm like, I was intrigued. Mm -hmm. All from a little flower. This beautiful flower. This little humble flower, calendula marigold. The queen of my crop because this pays my mortgage. This is it. I have created a company after certifying in aromatherapy and very slow and steady progress. Mm -hmm. But to this day, for the first time in my life, the last, I don't know, four or five years anyway, it's the only time in my life that I have been financially independent. Mm -hmm. And being 65, so I, I hit it when a lot of people are retiring, and I'm sort of like a late bloomer. I'm like, because when you come right out of university and get married, and mm -hmm. it's not that easy. <laughs> well, you're never on your own to really know what are your responsibilities and what's the other person. If there's mm -hmm. always somebody else to blame, you will. Mm -hmm. you, if you're only on your own, you'll learn. What you're capable of. Mm -hmm. You can't just lean on somebody else to do anything. And I've never, I, this was never a dream to live alone, to be happy. It was never in my psyche. It's, it's, it's nothing I ever witnessed. I never saw my mom doing that. Mm -hmm. You know, she was married to dad and he looked after her. Like, that's what you want, isn't it? Well, it didn't happen that way for me. But I, like I say, I have no anger or bitterness about anything that's happened in the past because it's brought me here. And I am so full of joy and confidence and creativity. And I've just never been so happy. That is incredible. It is. Mm -hmm. I, I never expected life to, to turn around like this and make me cry just about, you know, and <laughs> I, I, I'm like, and I'm so overjoyed. So for, for the first 15 years as I was making product, putting it out. It was uh, mostly health food stores. The, the, the bug product I was putting out to um, like campgrounds and garden centers and this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But only in the last five years I've been doing market like where you found me and I have so much fun because then I'm meeting people, mm -hmm. interacting. And I, I love helping people. So I've completely found my niche. And like I said, I can do what I want, when I want. Mm -hmm. Not too many people in this planet have that kind of an experience, I don't think. Mm -hmm. Why do you, why do you, like, just out of curiosity, why do you think that is? Like, why don't you think more people... Yeah, everyone wants a job. It's a paycheck and they want, they want the benefits and stuff, mm -hmm. right? So they go out looking for work. Like, somebody else is going to fix this for me. Somebody's going to, you know, provide me with that income. Well... I think it's because that's what we're, what we're raised to believe. Like you're going to get an education and you're going to go make a resume and go out and find a job. Mm -hmm. 
But to actually self-start something, well, you have to be an entrepreneurial spirit. You have mm -hmm. to have a lot of patience and a lot of faith in yourself mm -hmm. and life. I don't know how many people actually have that, but it's it's the most rewarding thing I've ever done. Absolutely. Huh. I Yeah, I mean, even like for myself, um, I've seen so many people start something and give up on something so fast. And they give up before it even begins. And I think the it's main true. reason is because they're hunting, they're hunting for the finished product or they're hunting for that finished lifestyle that they, they want instead of being truly invested or truly loving what they're doing. And I mean, maybe that's even like for yourself, has it been something like, actually tell the story about how it was just so natural. Like it was something that you, you didn't necessarily anticipate or were seeking to seeking for all the the money and for, to I, pay I, for I, everything. Like I said, so when I was training in aromatherapy, I was I was part of it was giving massage. The way I was trained, to give an, a, a mm -hmm. one hour uh, aromatherapy body massage, and people would come, and I'm I'm not kidding. I could hardly believe they're going to hand me money too because the joy I got out of helping people like I mean to see people come in and like in pain of some sort and then after a massage they're all like <laughs> so blissed out and then they're going to pay me but so that was my three-year training and mm -hmm. and in that time I ended up creating like about nine blends for different situations for different people but again, I, I wasn't planning on creating a business. <clears throat> it just, it came together in a mm -hmm. natural, organic way. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot to be said about that. Just about, like it's almost even, like again, we were talking before about flukes and how, yeah. how it, it can seem like a fluke, but in reality it's just it's such a reflection of kind of how you've put yourself out into the world and what you've done and some of the, even to some extent, some of the hardships that you've encountered and, and how you've overcome those and what you've done. And I think that was like that, even just from an outsider looking in, I think we can all kind of probably <laughs> say the same thing that it was no fluke that those people walked in to you or talked to you on those days and it was no fluke that you found yourself in this state and it just kind of like it just seems like it all it all happened for a reason and there was something something greater to be had and I mean sitting here and seeing your shop and seeing mm. all of it come together and even when I met you in Revelstoke and <laughs> hearing you talk about all of it it's just you can see that you truly do love what you do what I do I do love what I do and everything is infused with love I remember also when as a young woman when I was feeling very blue going to church and somebody said or it was a quote by Mother Teresa we're not all here to do great things but we can do all things with great love and I sat there I thought oh, I can do all things with great love <laughs> that just that just blew my mind open I'm like that mm -hmm. that's I like that but yep. Yeah, anyway, people do love the story. When I'm at market and I'm telling people how this all came to be, oh yeah, when I hold up this picture to show people what I do, 
Mm -hmm. Hold it up for the camera here. Yeah. The, the flowers, and here's what I'm doing. I'm picking and plucking them fresh. Gonna let them <laughs> dry on a on a tray, and then infuse them in sunflower oil for a, a month. A month, yes. <clears throat> Strain it off, and that's the resulting calendula oil that goes into all my product. Yeah. So it's not Young Living, it's not Deterra, it's but it, they're they're all pure essential oils, and 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 they're added to the carrier oil my carrier oil which is mm. calendula oil and this is it this is the beautiful calendula oil so from these petals this oil is the <clears throat> beautiful result wow and it goes into my lip balm salves massage oils and so yeah i still wholesale to like i'm still delighted just to look at yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's how much i do love calendula um I, I, I still am wholesaling to um, health food stores and and after 20 years people know the name Mary's Gold so mm -hmm. it, it, it's worth putting the effort in and having the patience and the vision it, it pays off mm -hmm. it's, n it's no overnight success mm -hmm. but it, it's worth one foot you know putting one foot in front of the other and having faith in yourself but um, Another thing I'd like to say about struggle and overcoming mm -hmm. struggle and creating a better life for oneself is that I just want to admit that when I was younger, I felt powerless, powerless. I was, um, no one ever taught me that I had power or that I should use my power, that I should, I mean, I had a degree, but how was I using my mind? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm talking taking responsibility for yourself. So if you're in a situation and you're and you're up against obstacles and things aren't working, you know, if if, if you're gonna play the blame game and if you're gonna be the victim and say, Yeah, but I, I can't make a change and I, I can't well listen to yourself and think about that because you can. Mm -hmm. Even if it's staying in a certain situation that you have control that you you can change. I mean we all have 100% personal power. Mm -hmm. But I was afraid of that when I was first told, like when I first, um, I was very, I was very scared when, when um, I, when we were going to get a divorce and I never had any involvement with a lawyer and I thought, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I found a lawyer and it was a woman and she was also a Trent, Trent University grad. I thought, mm -hmm. oh, that'd be interesting. I had set the, got the three kids off to school, uh, you know, on a snowy day, and I got there before she did. This this lawyer came in. Turns out she was quite the feminist. She didn't have any interest around the mother and my desire to make a resolution that was beneficial to all of us as a family. Mm -hmm. She was like, "You just uh, you just um, appear powerless to me." She says, "You just go home and put a for sale sign on him. You just kick him out. You just do this and do that." And I looked at her and I thought, well, I went home and the first thing I did was fire her. That's the first <laughs> first thing of power, I did, the first step I took mm -hmm. was to punt her out of my life. I'm like, you're not going to represent me. I don't even like, you know, no. Your whole attitude was awful. And I found a lawyer that, you know, represented me in a much better way. Mm -hmm. I think as well, even as you just said with the 100% power, 
that's something that I'm really trying to make people grasp nowadays is you seriously are in control of absolutely everything in your life. Like obviously you can't control how certain things pan out, but you can always change your life at any given moment. You can always pursue everything that you want to pursue. Like you can't control how other people act towards you or how they treat you, what they do. But I truly believe that you can do absolutely anything in this world, like anything that you want to do. And it's, it's, like a lot of people look at that and they're like, no, you're crazy. I, I need to, right. I need to <laughs> They think of all the no, that. no, no. Yeah. They think of all the stumble, the stumbling yeah. blocks first, the obstacles. And no, yeah. I can't. All the excuses. Exactly. And the biggest, honestly, one of the biggest limiting um, beliefs or even just like a big fear for a lot of people is it always comes down to like money. Well, yep. I want to, I want to be successful. I want to, I need to have money. It's like, that's not how it works. Like you, you don't need, obviously you don't need money to be successful. Um, and I just believe that like, if you truly want to do something, then you'll find a way. Well, and I'll say money is just a form of energy. Mm-hmm. Money is just another form. It's a currency. It's a form of energy. You can give it, share it, hold it. You know, the economy runs because money is spent. It's, it's a fl- flowing, a sharing but there's so many people banking and sitting on their money and no mm-hmm. you can't have money and blah, 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 money and you know when you think of it in in terms of an energy mm-hmm. it sort of changes your idea about it like it's like of course you can have some and of course with you know and we could just all have some and money is just we have some very odd odd ideas about you know in our culture well anyway mm-hmm. <clears throat> um Balance, though. So, so finances is, is one thing that we need. Mm-hmm. But in order to really be happy, I think we, we really truly need to identify what, what, what makes us individually happy. And I have found that a balance uh, is so important. You know, if you're too much of one thing, you know, it's like I, I will go out and make some product for an hour and then I'll come out and water the garden. And, you know, it's just... It's like a natural, it's like if you watch animals and how they, they, they just lay down when they're tired and they just eat when they're hungry and they just seek shade when they're hot. And mm-hmm. it's like this, you know, I was thinking too, talk on that, on that note mm-hmm. about nature and being natural, which is like we all have instincts. And if we all followed our natural instincts, you know, we'd be guided to solutions, like I have been. And, you know, the tsunami of 2006 in Thailand, mm-hmm. not one animal perished, but 230,000 plus people died within 40 minutes. Wow. That just is proof that we are so far removed from our basic instincts. Because we are animals, we should be mm-hmm. able to pick up on you know, why is that water going receding so far? And, you know, like just, it's staggering that we go to school mm-hmm. to learn. And then, and then, and then 230,000, it's so sad. It's terrible. And animals, the elephants were running the other way. They knew enough. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a word of advice is, is, you know, to follow, to 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 be become in tune with your natural instincts, mm-hmm. and and honor them, 
it's like if you get a feeling that this isn't safe or this is, you know, you, you, we, we're guided in a safe way. And that's how it is we're finding people that we resonate with and mm -hmm. that lift us. And, you know, it's, it's just so much more to life when you're in that, that, uh, that energy, mm -hmm. that shared energy. Yeah, even like in or for myself in my in my past and obviously I haven't had a ton of living and a ton of experience in life but um in my past and a lot as I was when I was going through a lot of struggles I would always ask myself and even victimize myself and say like why why can I not attract good people into my life or why do these people always treat me so poorly and why does this person have to act that way? Why does that person have to act that way? And my biggest thing that I learned and realized now is that it was just, again, it was, it was just myself that I was projecting and the, the people that I was bringing into my life was well, you were just accepting. such a, yeah, you exactly. Were accepting it. Exactly. And it was just such a testament to, to how I thought and how I acted. And I just, I realized that I really didn't, obviously I didn't love myself in the, in the same ways that I do now and I didn't appreciate myself and I didn't even take the time out of my day to figure out what I wanted and what type of people I wanted in my life and I was just... Who does that? Who just sits there and does that? Right? Yeah. When do you stop and, and yeah. do that? And say, you know what, I'm going to make some positive changes. Mm -hmm. But you know, I was thinking about that too when it comes to trust. We'll say like, you know, you hear people, oh, I've been burned so many times. No, I don't ever want to be in a relationship. And I don't trust men and I don't mm -hmm. trust women and I don't trust. And, uh, you know, I look back and I'm like, look at that. That happened, that happened, that happened. I, I, I trusted. I, I was hurt, hurt, mm -hmm. hurt, right? And you can go through the list and you think, oh. And yet, what I've learned throughout all of that, not that I can't trust men or others is that you learn to trust yourself mm -hmm. and your own choices so that you start making better choices it's the trust in your own choices it's not that we should be trusting others more is that we need to be uh, more discerning mm -hmm. and that that's where you've come to that point where you're finding people that make you feel better and treat mm -hmm. you right exactly appreciate you for who you are mm -hmm. i've almost always it's funny I've, I've used this analogy before about um, vehicles and i relate it so much to vehicles and in the sense of when you see somebody get a new vehicle you always seem to see that exact same vehicle when you're driving around How funny like you always seem to see that see yeah. that exact same vehicle or a very similar one yeah. and i've noticed that so many times in my life and when I was younger, somebody pointed that out to me. And um, now lately I've been relating that to my own life and to the people. And it's, it's like, I see what type of people I'm starting to have in my life and what I have in my life. And now the more that I go out, the more I see it. And it was even funny the other night when I had that conversation with that girl and I was, I went to the beach and I was sitting at the beach and all of a sudden this guy's walking by and he's talking talking about like his higher self and oh, and all this stuff and I'm sitting there and I was like oh my gosh like a lot more people 
act this way and talk this way and have um, are just very insightful and very mindful True. and like way more than I ever thought and way more than I was ever like accepting to. But I think again, it comes down to you just attract this, you, you attract um, what you kind of possess in a sense. And I just, it's just, it, it blows is, my mind. It is, it is a phenomenal, like it's, a, it's like a universal law actually. Mm -hmm. It must be because giving and receiving is a universal law, and and the law of attraction is a universal law. Mm -hmm. There's no changing universal laws. It's way above man's law. Mm -hmm. These are the laws that are really important. Exactly. And we're not taught these things in school. We're not. Certainly not back. You know, when I was young too. This is the, mm -hmm. this is the whole thing. We weren't. Uh, encouraged to you know know ourselves or think all we were encouraged to do was you know do what everyone wants you to do be that person and think of others and be nice but but the thought of loving yourself like I took me years because mm -hmm. I love people I love to help so I was always thinking of others mm -hmm. to, to think of myself was very hard very hard and and being here alone well gee now i'm like what do i want, what do yeah. I want to do? okay <laughs> i think i've got this one figured out finally yeah and it's a natural state of being mm -hmm. and no one else is going to make you happy if you can't make yourself happy exactly. you have to make yourself happy first but yeah yeah i always i always claim that you have to be your best friend yeah you you truly do because in any time of sadness extreme happiness um obviously loneliness yeah like you're 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 there with yourself you're always there like and every single day no matter what you're doing who you're with where you are you can always have that conversation with yourself and that's when you realize that no matter what no matter what how hard you try and run from things or how much you push away or how much you try to fill voids at the True. end of the day you're just you're you're always with yourself always with yourself and the, I, I think, again, like one of the biggest things that people definitely need to start realizing and even just practicing is the actions of self-love, the actions of becoming just like the best version of yourself or following, following exactly what you want to follow and, and doing whatever it is and not, like I always say this, but not taking it so seriously because at the end of the day, you can have your your parents or friends or all of these people surrounding you pushing you into all these different avenues of life and if if you don't enjoy it or it's not what makes you happy then what is honestly what's the purpose of what your is life? the purpose what is the purpose yeah well when i was thinking about coming on this podcast last week and i had my doubts and i had my ins and ups and downs and i thought and I thought, like, I do like to write and I like to rhyme. And I'm like, why, why die shy? Mm -hmm. Don't express yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't die shy. I thought of so many people who are so shy, who are so, so stuck. And they're just, you know, not really wanting to assume their own power in their lives or think about what they could do. They're just, they're really quite contentious to stay where they're at. Mm -hmm. And it can be unexpressive and, and like without being creative yet, and, but shy. 
too shy to, to well, why? Why mm -hmm. die shy? So that's my new catchphrase of the love week. It. Why die shy? <laughs> I love no, it. No, I'm going to speak. <laughs> I'm going to speak. And um, another, talking about taking personal responsibility for ourselves and our own happiness, I come. I came to another conclusion with, um, it's like the best thing we can do. Like our sole purpose is our sole purpose. Our sole purpose needs to be our sole purpose. Like, that the, the play on those words S O L E and S O U L mm -hmm. when you when you decide your sole purpose should be to find your sole purpose. Mm -hmm. Everything can change, but everything gets lined up the way it naturally wants to be. And and then you're taking responsibility for yourself and others may judge you. People are always judging others, which is you know, we are, you know, we don't know. We don't know another person's life path. We don't know what they're here to do in this life. There can be um, so many different reasons that people are experiencing what they're experiencing. Uh, there can be a resolution between two people, a soul, like maybe a, like from a past life, like an experience that they have to resolve. They get another opportunity. Um, it can't always, it might not always be pretty, it might not always be something, but it's something that is an opportunity in this life to correct. Mm -hmm. um, we don't know why some people are born with all this or with that, but you know, there's, I just really feel strongly about the fact that we shouldn't be judging one another. Mm -hmm. And also, as we take responsibility for ourselves, well, guess what? We become a healthy cell. Mm -hmm. Like we're one healthy cell, not a cancerous cell. We want to be one healthy cell in the body of mankind. Like mm -hmm. I'm really excited about this idea that mm -hmm. if each one of us takes that really seriously, and I do, I'm going to be sending you home with this, my son's salutation right. prayer. I wrote it in 1998. Really? It came through me, but when each heart finds its peace within, an equal right for every birth. And, and it, it, well, I better read it. My son's salutation prayer. On this day, I make a start. I stand so still with open heart. I ask for wisdom from above that all I do, I do with love. All I want is peace on earth, an equal right for every birth. Heal this world, it can begin when each heart finds its peace within. So there, when each person finds their inner peace mm -hmm. and purpose and they're at peace then they're not angry they're not sad they're not depressed they're, they're like they're sitting here like that little animal that's just <laughs> you know like what's going what's the problem around here what's everybody all in it you because you're just peaceful just mm -hmm. happy but you're that healthy cell mm -hmm. and i've i've strongly believe that's probably one of the most important responsibilities we have in our lives is to become that healthy mm -hmm. self. Absolutely. So we're doing our part. So we don't have to go off to the doctor. We don't have to, you know, we're not going to burn and crash and burn. We're not going to have some illness and, or, you know, drink ourselves because there's all sorts of reasons to go down those paths. Mm -hmm. But it's so much more rewarding to be healthy. And uh, uh, so for me, on top of aromatherapy, I, I have a real um, love of writing. So, so, so it is. So, 
That's incredible. Very powerful, honestly. I sent this to a woman with an order and she posted it just three days ago on her Facebook page. And I'm like, there's my prayer. And she credited me, you know, yeah. Circa Mary Summers in 1998. That is insane. And, and, but she, she put it up there on, on Facebook and I was just so blessed to see my, my, my prayer mm -hmm. there. But I absolutely do this every morning. I say this every morning. That is incredible. We're spiritual, you know, we're, we're, we are. We're, we're all, each individual here, we are a soul in, in a human mm -hmm. shell, a body, mm -hmm. experiencing human life. And uh, if we could all just act a little more with kindness and compassion and uh, forgiveness and uh, I just think the world would be a better place, so. I totally agree with you. I've come through a lot. I haven't even told you know, some of the things. So, you know, I, I mean, we, there won't be any more time left to, and it's not necessary. But there's, um, it's, it's all worthwhile to get, to get to a place of peace. It is. Mm -hmm. It totally is. No, for sure. And I, I, again, I mean, it's the name of the podcast, like your struggles create strength. And, um, again, like everyone has a story and I just think there's, there's so much power in both of those just from, just from the sense of like what you can really learn about somebody and, and what somebody else can teach somebody and how they, like somebody else can truly shape somebody else's life and that's the thing is like your story very well may be resonating with somebody that's in their early 20s or late 20s and is going into that exact same path where it's like okay yeah my whole life is figured out for me but it's like this isn't what I want yeah and maybe that's what changes everything for them and yeah you can feel like you're hitting walls and but you can climb up on that wall and have a look at the beauty of the road that lies ahead. I wrote mm -hmm. that in 1996. You know, <laughs> when, when, when there's a big obstacle in your path, mm -hmm. you can just get on it and have a look ahead. You might Love as well. Mm -hmm. I'm a Sagittarius. I'm an optimist. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, that's part of our traits. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And just for, for those people that do want to reach out maybe have a conversation with you or obviously sure. get some get some of your aromatherapy um like where where could they where could they reach out okay well i have a website it's marysgold.com mm -hmm. and i'm on instagram mary's gold aroma and of course facebook mary summers and mary's gold aromatherapy and thank you for this opportunity, Lucas, you have no idea how honored I am to have an opportunity to share my story. It's been, I've often said I'm pregnant with thought. <laughs> 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 I have so much I need to get out of yeah. me. And I've actually been able to express this much so far. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to die shy. <laughs> exactly. That, that's the perfect way to end it off for sure. No, seriously, like I'm you've, yeah, you've, uh, 
I mean, obviously you've welcomed me to your home, which I am very grateful for. And again, you, you coming on, sharing your story and being so open and willing to share your story and just obviously all your kind words that you've said about the podcast and about what I'm doing. I just, I really do appreciate it. And I, I just, like, I don't even think a lot of people that listen, they understand how much these conversations mean to me. And when I sit here and I, I listen, I obviously listen with intent and I, I get to sit here and I get to truly learn something and learn the most vulnerable parts of somebody's life. And that's what absolutely blows me away is even as you were talking, I get to sit here and I'm like, I cannot believe I'm here right now. <laughs> and, and I think about it it's too kind through all of the podcast, but especially right now I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm looking around and it's almost like an out of body experience because this is, and even as we're talking about purpose and talking about how we need to obviously love what we do is I sit here and I'm, that's exactly how I feel. Like I just feel so in the now and I feel like this is solely my purpose and meeting you again is, it's not a fluke. It's not a fluke. This is meant to be. And not a fluke. I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm very, very grateful for all of this. Thank you. Of course. This is my heaven on earth. That's what I called the company before I changed it to Mary's Gold Aromatherapy. So I am home. When I came here from Ontario, I felt like a salmon that was, had found its spawning ground. I'm not kidding. I was mm -hmm. 40 years old. I had no idea that there was a place that was going to make me feel at home like mm -hmm. this place does. This is my peace. This is my sanctuary. And so it's been since the day I arrived. 24 years. That is crazy. That was awesome. And, and, and like I had no credit rate. I had not, like I had nothing. I had only obstacles, only, you know, but, mm -hmm. I, but I didn't let anything stop me. Mm -hmm. That is awesome. Thank you. It is absolutely incredible, and you have an incredible story. And again, I just I thank you so Appreciate much. It. Thank mm -hmm. you. Of course. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Struggle Creates Strength. I hope everyone enjoyed Mary's story, and I highly encourage you to reach out to her or even go and get some of her products because they are spectacular. I've honestly, not even kidding you, I've started using them every single day for stress, anxiety, and before bed for sun being in the sun it honestly all of her products are incredible and i'm not just saying that i seriously truly do believe it and as somebody who has dealt with a lot of anxiety and stress i i've gained great benefit from them so i'm gonna drop all of her stuff in the in the bio of course but seriously please do go do that and just reach out to her and have a conversation with her and if you do want to reach out to me or potentially come on the podcast of course you're always welcome to at struggle create strength on both instagram and facebook or you can also reach me on my website at strugglecreatestrength.com also i should just say i have an email where people can reach out to me as well and i'm always always open to answering emails and having conversations with people and and that's lucas at strugglecreatestrength.ca or it's just info at strugglecreatestrength.ca. Either or totally works, and I am open to talking with anybody. And also, all the podcasts are found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, and additional posts are obviously posted on Instagram as well. 
Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Struggle Creates Strength. And we'll be sure to see you this upcoming Monday with another episode of Mindset Mondays. Thank you. And remember, everyone has a story. Thank you.